Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Podcast. This is The Act Out, Season 1, Episode 3, LG Linwood. If this is your first time checking out the Podcast Network, please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash We Are Podcast. And with that said, on to the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Act Out. From open mics to the big stage, comedians tell us the stories they have made. Today I am very excited. We are with the amazing, the very talented, the extremely funny, Algie Linwood. Algie, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm excited about the show coming up. Algie has a show coming up. When is that again? It is November 13th, which is Sunday, 7.30. It's going to be really, really fun. So that'll be so freaking awesome. I cannot wait to see that show. Sunday the 13th at 730. But let's talk a little bit about you. First of all, where are you from originally? I'm from I'm from Dallas. I'm from, I'm from the Oak Cliff area, uh, born and raised. I graduated from A. Mateo Smith High School in 1997. So I'm a, I'm a little up there in age. <laughs> so you've been in Dallas your whole life? My whole life, yeah. Excellent, excellent. And so what was it like growing up in Oak Cliff? What was your childhood like? Were you a funny kid? Were you a crazy kid? Were you shy? And, you know, I, th- I think I was I was a little bit in between because I, w- I was athletic, but I was reserved. I, you know, I, I was really, I was self-conscious about myself, but I still had that outgoing spirit. I always had the funny in me. I, I've always had that. The, I, I tell people that, that my funny was almost like a weapon as a kid. You know, I understand that completely. I had to do the same thing. How how did you weaponize it? What exactly did you do? Well, you know, when you when you come up in, in an area like I came up, we, we didn't have a lot of things, you know, and kids can be mean about about stuff like that. So in order to keep people off your back, you had to be able to be quick witted and, and, and use your words like a knife sometimes. Plus, I was such a big kid. You know, I was I was. I'm, I'm like even now I'm six foot four, so I was always I was always a little bit bigger than everybody, and and so it, it wasn't fair for me to use my size against people, so I would use my words. Yeah, that speaks to me too because when I was a kid, I was a large kid. I mean, I'm a large guy, but I was a large kid, and kids like to bully the large kids. So what I found out is that if I could speak quickly and get them to laugh, I could actually save myself from a thrashing. You know. So comedy, what uh, what is your biggest influence in comedy? You know, who did you first see? What was the person that really inspired you to get into this, to get into comedy? Comedy itself, man, probably just watching television and it being in the house. You know, my mom was funny. My, my family's always been funny. But stand-up itself was something that I didn't get into until late in life. Like, I, I, I just really, I didn't understand it, you know, because I didn't follow it. I didn't watch it as a kid. You know, a lot of the guys you hear, they'll say they, they, they saw Def Jam or Comic View. I, I never watched any of those things coming up. We have cable, so I, I never watched any of those things. And in my early 20s, I never went to stand-up comedy shows, so I, I never knew what it was. My first stand-up comedy show that I saw live was at the Addison Improv. Uh, a girl I was dating took me to see Michael Blackston. You know, I remember I had seen some stuff on him. You know, I had seen little bits of Comic View by then, and... I didn't know what a live show was. And I remember thinking like, yo, this this dude is him and his opening act. You know, just thinking like, yo, these guys are hilarious. And they so quick with it. You know, I actually thought that they were coming up with their act in front of us. 
I, I really thought that. But my whole life, I always had people telling me, you should be a comedian, you should be a comedian. Because like I say, I, I used to use the funny as a weapon, you know. But stand-up, that first show I went to was probably 2014 or 2015. And then uh, I didn't get on stage to 2016. So you didn't start until 2016, you said. What was it like the first time you went on stage? So... The first time I went on stage, it actually went really well for me. I did a, a a room in Duncanville. It was a nightclub that on Tuesday nights, they would do comedy. Uh guy there named Celebrity, he was hosting. I actually went up a couple of weeks before he actually let me on stage. When he finally let me go up, I ended up doing like 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, when I look back on it now, oh, it was straight trash. It was garbage. Yeah. But compared to the, you know, I was able to connect with the room because, like I say, me not having a real understanding of what comedy was, I was on stage having a conversation. So it was, it was super, super comfortable for me. I, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to be something that I wasn't. I wasn't super animated. It was almost like I was just shooting it at work, you know, just talking to some friends. So I, it, it came off really comfortable and it was kind of funny. But like I said, there's a tape somewhere. I won't tell you where to find it at. I think walking up to the stage, I always get butterflies. Once I'm on stage, I something happens. I don't know. I can't explain it. Something happens. Walking up to the stage is terrifying. It sounds like you were very confident on stage. I mean, did you get nervous at all? Did you have the butterflies? That is exactly what it is. You're walking up and you're thinking like, I can't remember what what I what did I say I was gonna say? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like and the people they looking at you, and I know they they probably judging the outfit or the shoes. Like, oh my God, what am I doing here? And then as soon as I touch that mic, something happens. I cannot explain it. It's it's not even me anymore. It's algae. Enjoying this episode? Go check out Geekster, a dating and friends app for geeks that focuses on common interests as a way to make meaningful connections. Download today on the App Store or click the link in the description to find out more. Geekster, this is what happens when nerds collide. Geekster, available on iOS and Android. Isn't it so weird that you kind of get that adrenaline rush before you go up there? You get nervous and you're just not real sure of yourself. And then you get up there and you stand up there in front of all those people and you realize this is my stage. This is my world. I can do what I'm, I'm supposed to do up here. So let's talk about your name. Sometimes I'll see LG Linwood. Sometimes I'll see LG Woody Linwood. I mean, wh what is your real name? My name is Damien. So here's the, here's the backstory on the name. When I first started, like I said, I went to that club with Celebrity. My name is Damien Linwood. That's my name. And my whole, whole life being an athlete, people always call me D. Wood. And I remember telling Celebrity, like, yo, you call me D. Wood. And he's looking at me. I'm such a big guy. He's like, I don't feel comfortable calling you D Wood. Can I call you? Can I call you Woody Wood? And and you know me, I just want to go up on stage. So I'm like, y'all, I don't care. But what happened was, I did well, and I came back the next week, and I did, I did well again, and it just started to roll from there. And before you know it, people around the city started to know me as Woody Wood, which I didn't right. mind because I remember in the beginning, you know, I would do a, I would do a show, and somebody would be like, yo, what's your, what's your, what's your Facebook? I'm like, why, why? Why you want to? Why you want on my Facebook? Because it was <laughs> all that was personal to me. I didn't understand the business of comedy and opening yourself up to the public. So I was happy to keep my name to myself and not be followed by anybody in the beginning. I didn't. I didn't understand it. So um, after a while, that Woody Wood thing, it, it really did start to wear on me. The former manager of the Addison Improv, Sean Trainer, came to me one day. He's like, "Buddy, you are." 
hilarious. He's like, but every time I try to tell another club owner about you, they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to see anybody named Woody Wood. You know what I mean? <laughs> so in 2019, my grandfather, whose name is Algie Linwood, he passed away August the 29th, 2019. And I used to do a lot of jokes about my granddad in my set. And then the very next week, one day after his funeral, my mom had a heart attack and died. And her name also is Algie Linwood. So within a week, all the Algie Linwoods were gone. And I decided to, at the beginning of this year, uh, because I took off all of 2020. I didn't do comedy in 2020 because of COVID. But when 2021 came around, no, tw well, this year, 2022, I decided to no longer go by Woody Wood. And I picked up Algie Linwood. So I've been trying to build my comedy on that name. That's why some people still see the Woody in there because that's how yeah. people know me. But soon I'll take that Woody out of it and there will just be Algie Linwood. You know, that does happen. Sometimes uh, comedians will start with one name and then change it out as they go about. You know, and it really wasn't your fault. I mean, not to blame celebrity. He's a cool guy. But, yeah, it, he really put that on you. And it's kind of a cool thing, though, that you, you honor your family in that way. And it's it's pretty cool. It snowballed so fast. And, and in the beginning, I didn't mind it. It wasn't until people that I know started calling me Woody Wood. Like, I would be places. People be like, Woody Wood. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You know what I mean? So. so let's talk about the set you had about a month ago that really impressed management. I know you've worked weekends before, but this set really, I think, led to you getting this show. You came in here and you said, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then you went on to crush for about 10 minutes or so. It was amazing. That's what we kept talking about downstairs was just how funny it was and how, how well put together it was. And I, I guess you were making it up as you were going, but it was so alive and so much fun. And what's crazy is you said you haven't been doing stand-up for a while. Is that right? Yeah. So unfortunately, in Christmas 2017, I was in a really bad car accident. I was in a rollover car accident. I was banged up pretty good. I ended up on dialysis. I was, I was hurt pretty good. So those are the bandages on my arm right now. So because of that, sometimes I have difficulty uh, doing stuff. You know, dialysis is really draining and it takes a lot out, out of you. Like if, if you were to see pictures from when I started comedy to now, I'm, I'm 120 pounds smaller. So, yeah, I don't I don't get to perform as much as I like. But fortunately for me, like I said, I don't do comedy the way other people do comedy. You know, I don't have I don't have any real influences in comedy. So that's why I can take off a year and then come back and still have a really good set because I'm I'm really just translating the conversations that I have daily. These stories are based in truth. And the night you saw me when I said I had no idea what I was going to say coming on stage, I had no idea what I was going to do. <laughs> you know, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that the jokes that I did weren't already my jokes that I had. I just didn't have a set, you know, ready or I didn't know how what you know, I, I really need that crowd reaction. I need to know how they're feeling in order for me to get into a set. Man, it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to do that. But yeah, I, I don't I don't get to perform as much as I would like to. Hopefully in uh, 2023, that'll change for me because a lot of things in my life are changing right now. I'm uh, I'm close to getting a kidney transplant. So that'll, that'll free me up to travel because right now I'm stuck to a machine uh, every other day for five hours. A lot of people don't know that about me. You know, I don't know if you can look at me and tell. You always have a great presence about you when you come into the club. You've always been positive and upbeat. So I don't think you'd be able to tell. And just talking to you now, you can tell you're so much further ahead than most comedians that are around because you're yourself on stage. You know, it's hard to be vulnerable up there. It's hard to 
connect with the audience. And you seem to do that in a way that most comedians have difficulty doing. Your motto is, I just want to be funny. Where does that come from? Like I say, when I, when I first started, for a hobby, I was a power lifter when I first started. So I was a really, really big guy, really muscular guy. So when I would come in, I would always get that, you know, oh, he think he's sexy. He think, like, nah, 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 nah. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, you know, I just want to be funny. Like, I don't need the cools and all of that when I come up on stage. I just want to be funny. So that's where that started from because I, I, I started to realize in the game, comedians are really sensitive people. You got to kind of make the, the other guys comfortable in order to be able to work with them. So that was that was my little moniker that I, I, I would go by. Like, hey, I, I don't want your girl. I just want to be funny. Yeah. I, I just want to I just want to come in and be funny. And that's really how I live life. Like I ruined a lot of relationships because I, I just want to be funny. <laughs> you know, when it's time to be serious in a relationship, I cannot help it. What you see on stage, that really is who I am. So when you say I'm, a, I'm ahead of a lot of people, it's because, like I say, I didn't watch it. So I don't have any influence. I'm not trying to be anybody else. Sometimes when you listen to guys when they're new in comedy, they sound like the, the top guy. You know, yes. they'll have the Kevin Hart, Katie, yeah, yeah. Or, the, or, the, or the Cat Wheel, or whoever the top guy is that, that had it, that sound. And I don't have that because I didn't start studying comedy until after I was already in it. You know, it's guys that I really appreciated once I got to see their comedy, like Patrice O'Neill and Dave Chappelle and, 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 and uh, Tom Segoria and all of those guys. Like, I really appreciate their comedy, the, the blue collar guys. I love what they do, but I'm not. I'm not influenced myself in, in what they do. Like mine is is really cut from who I am and where I'm from. You know, comedy is about being able to relate to people. So because I was in that accident and sometimes my neck and my back are really killing me, I sit down on a stool most of my, my set. So when, I'm, so when I'm sitting on that stool and I'm talking to the audience, it's, it's, it's like we sitting around at work in a break room talking. I love that. I love that you do sit-down comedy. But it's stand-up, but it's relaxing. You know, Celebrity also does that. Uh, he sits down during his set, so that's pretty cool. Hey, everyone, it's just Duck jumping in here real quick to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you're enjoying it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash We Are Podcast. And with that, back to the podcast. What I want to ask you next is, where do you see yourself in the next five years? The next five years of my comedy. I would like to be in a position to where I could be a road comic. I want to be a working comic where comedy is my only source of income. I want I want to be my only resource. So like I say, good Lord saying the same, I'll get this kidney transplant and I'll get off this machine and I'll be able to take this funny from city to city and continue to build my audience. Man, I really love this this thing, but I have I have uh I haven't been able to break into the local scene as far as connecting with the other promoters and and getting on a lot of different shows i'm trying i'm trying i don't i keep i keep asking myself like yo why is it that i don't get the opportunities and i i don't i don't know what that reason is i don't know if there's something on my name because my show is good you know and and if you ask around that show that you see it's always like that my show is always good it, it doesn't matter who the headliner is, who the opener is. My show, my show, I've, I've worked at the improv with a lot of people. You know, the, the, the Addison improv has given me 
given me a lot and I really appreciate them. So what is the story behind you getting in with the Addison Improv? So like I said, in 2019, when my, my mom and my granddad passed away within a week of each other, and I again, I stopped doing comedy because comedy just wasn't my top. It's what I'm good at, but it's not my top thing. And then the funniest comic in Texas came up that November. You know, I had another comedian hit me up and he's like, yo, are you, are you doing this contest? Because I did it the year before and I, I didn't like the way the judging went, you know, because they had people calling in and I ended up losing out because I won the, the, the in-crowd vote. I won that hands down. But once the, the, the calling, the, the texting votes came, I ended up losing and I didn't like that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it because I, I didn't like the system. And uh, he was like, well, they're they doing it different now. You know, you got to be inside the club and they're going to shut it down. You know, it's not going to be open all night for the voting or whatever. So I did it in 2019, the first round, all the improv. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows me at all. And I come in, I remember uh, we doing like the little meeting or whatever. And everybody's kind of looking up at me like, yo, who's this dude? <laughs> I go in and I crush. So I win the first round. I come back two weeks and I win the second round. And, and after that, you go on to the finals which that year in 2019, we're at the Addison Improv. And I showed up to the Addison Improv, and I remember uh, Sean coming out and asking everybody, you know, like, taking a roll to make sure everybody was there. And when he get to the Woody Wood, he's like, Woody, who's Woody Wood? I'm like, yo, that's, that's me. He give me, like, a look or whatever, and I go in, and I crush it. Like, I I, I, I crush it. And it ended up where uh, we had to do, like, a little runoff at the end where it was, it was me, Angela Walker, Hilarious, and Ralph Barbosa taking off. And I crushed it again, but uh, Ralph ended up taking the, the, the prize that night. But uh, Sean was like, hey, I don't know who this guy is, but this guy's my guy now. Like, he's my guy. And he started telling me that. He's like, don't worry about this. He's like, you my guy now. Like, like, like I'm, I'm with you now. You my guy. So I'm like, cool. And then, of course, COVID happens a couple of months later, and I never get a call from the improv. I never get a call from them. Because I'm on dialysis, I didn't do anything in 2020 anyway. But 2021 come around, and I'm at work one day. I drive trucks, and I'm sitting in my truck, and I'm looking at a podcast on my phone waiting to get unloaded. And it's uh, the Gary Owens Get Some podcast. And he has Tone Bell on there, who came up through the Addison Improv. I, I know him a, a little bit. And they, they own there and they're talking and they get to talking about Sean. They, they get talking about their favorite clubs and they get to talking about the Addison Improv, how much they love. You know, Gary's like, oh, I love the Addison Improv. Like Sean trainers there and Sean is my guy and Sean take care of me and Sean does this and Sean do that. And I'm sitting in my truck like, hey, Sean said he was going to do something for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, so I hit Sean up. I hit him up on Facebook and I was like, hey, Sean, what, what do I have to do to to get a spot on one of your shows, on one of your uh, shows you got coming up. And this may have been like April or something like that. He said, hey, uh, I got something, but it's not until August, if you can hold off. I'm like, cool. So he put me on a on a showcase in August of 2021. It was like on a on a Sunday night. I went in, I did it. I only had seven minutes. I was in like in the middle of the pack, but I did my seven minutes and I, I crushed it. Like I really killed it. Like that Tuesday, they, they hit me up. He was like, hey, yo, I got to Kyle Williams coming in this weekend. Can you, can you feature for like skip the hosting and all that. He's like, can you feature for him? I'm like, yes. So I ended up featuring for Takara, which happened to be the same weekend where you had you had all those comics pass away from that fentanyl overdose in LA. Remember they were in the house? Well, one of the guys that passed away was her ex-husband, her daughter's dad. So she ended up having to leave and not be able to do the Sunday show. So that's when I first I, I ended up headlining that night. 
they gave they gave my first headline. It was a wonderful feeling because my 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 friends and family they all came out and supported. It was a really nice crowd. I had a had a really good show. So it was it was a it's a beautiful feeling, and that's why I'm so excited about this one because that one only had a few days to like get my crowd in because you know we we were in the middle of doing my thing with her the five shows with her when she had to leave. Really funny lady. But yeah, I, I ended up getting that Sunday night to headline and it, it turned out really well. So I know with this one having a bigger push behind it, it's going to be an even bigger show, a better show. So everything has been like a, a step up. It's, it's just been, it's been slow, but it's been coming. Yeah, you've totally been crushing it. You've been killing it. And I just love watching how you're coming up through the ranks here and you're going to just continue to be this amazing person and amazing comedian and making people laugh. And like you said, all you want to do is make people laugh. So that is what it's all about. Uh, yes. Hopefully one day people look, look at this and they'll be like, yo, Ducky got him first. <laughs> Ducky got him first. You know what I mean? Is there anything you want to say to the crowd that might be listening that would really sell them the show this weekend? Please come out. I, I promise you, I'm going to give you my best. You know, this is one thing I can promise that I will be funny. I might not be pretty, but I will be funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I can guarantee that. That that's I haven't had the, uh, you know how you hear comedians say, you know, you're not a real comedian until you bomb. Six years, I haven't had it. But I'm, I'm waiting on it. I'm, I'm actually excited for it. I want to know what that feeling is to be to be on that stage and be stuck and not know where to go. I want to see, I would like to see what I would do. Like, I haven't had the heckler. I just haven't had that bad night. So, wait, wait, wait. You haven't had a bad night ever? Ever? I had one bad night. I was doing a show with Cockroach. Remember Cockroach <laughs> from the Cosby Show? And he was drunk. It was He was doing a show with Celebrity, and I just happened to come into the spot, and Celebrity was like, yo, you want to do some time? So I'm like, yeah, i do some time. So I go up, and I'm doing my thing. I'm a new comic, and Cockroach, or Coley Cole, whatever you want to call him, he started running on the stage behind me and jumping on my back while I'm performing. <laughs> I'm like, yo. And I just, I didn't know where to go from there. Like, yo, what? with this guy <laughs> so cockroach from the Cosby show he ruined by one time he ruined me one time that's about it it was fun it's, it's one of those stories you know you get one of those yeah cockroach ruined my sin <laughs> well that story was crazy algie thank you so much for talking with us today everyone go check out algie's social media you can find him on facebook at algie woody linwood and you can also find him on instagram at woody funny yes go there subscribe follow do all the things you need to do come check out the show sunday night yes the show will be at 7.30, Sunday, November 13th, at the Addison Improv. Algie is going to put on an amazing show with amazing round of comedians. We've got Marnie Manning, we got Vinny Krause, we got Jordan Johnson, we got Jesus Castillo and Joey Johnson. It's going to be such a good show. Algie, thank you so much again for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see you. Thank you again. Take care. We'll see you on the next one. And there it is. Thank you again so much for checking out the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love the other podcasts here on the We Are Podcast Network. We have We Are Bagoo, a video game podcast where we talk Atari to Steam and everything between. That's me and Dr. Ethan Eastwood breaking down all that video game lore and having such a good time. Heroes Jeros, a Dungeons and Distractions side quest. Me and the boys were playing some D&D. You can start that one from Season 1, Episode 1. It's a blast the whole way through. And I hate being sober. Personal stories from epic people. I sit down with some of my favorite people of all time. We talk about their trials, their tribulations, and their journey this far. And finally, our new live video podcast, 
camp slash horrorcast where we're going to have a roundtable discussion about our favorite horror movies. That'll be available on Twitch and YouTube streaming every Monday at 8 p.m. Check the links in the description to find out what movies we'll be watching. Also, check the links in the description for our social media. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash we are podcast network. With that said, thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Please remember to support local comedy in any way that you can. We'll see you next time.